it's Big Joe for Absolute Comfort, your trusted, independent, American Standard Air dealer. Owner Chris Wedekin sells the ductless Mitsubishi Electric Mini Split, which is a great option to heat and cool individual spaces while blending into the decor. If you want your poker room to be dressed up, you could take a vinyl wrap and put on these. If you like the more modern look, they have styles in black, silver, and pearl white that would be more aesthetically pleasing for your rooms. Find out more at absolutecomfort.org. Absolute Comfort is your trusted, independent, American Standard Air Mitsubishi Electric Elite Ductless Pro Dealer. My name is Nigel. That's Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest on the hotline. He is the host of the Tony Kennett cast every night at 7 o'clock here at 93 WIBC. Also an investigative reporter at the Daily Signal. Tony Kennett joins us. And Tonus, I want to get your thoughts on this ACLU meltdown about (laughs) what the court said involving sex change surgery from minors here in Indiana. We'll get to that. But Mitch McConnell comes out and says, you know what? Pack it up. Pack it in. I'm out of here. He is going to be stepping down as the Senate minority leader. Your thoughts? This is the best thing to happen since Ronna McDaniel announced she was stepping down (laughs) as chairwoman of the RNC a couple of days ago. I love it. I love it so much. They are the two biggest dead weights on the Republican Party. McConnell is deeply unpopular in his own party. Even senators that used to be on his side have been turning on him. I would say that uh, it's likely that a senator like Rick Scott from Florida could be the next GOP leader. And if that's the case, GOP policy in this country is about to look extremely different okay so you know me tony i'm a betting man i've handicapped the field i did this a little (laughs) bit earlier i've got a betting board up it's just like you're going to vegas you're looking at the big betting boards i've got if he wants it ted cruz as the clubhouse favorite followed by mike lee followed by Rand paul and then i've got marcia blackburn and then i've got rick scott So I'll give you this. I'll give you Cruz or Lee before Scott. But Scott has a better appeal to some of the moderates and even a few of the establishment that I don't think that Lee could pull. Cruz, eh, maybe. Um, I'd say that Scott is not necessarily the underdog here. I don't think Blackburn has it. I think she just says too many silly things at the wrong time. And I like her. But I just don't think that she has the ability to negotiate with the other side of the aisle. I tell you who loses the most out of this. Senator Todd Young, that poor man, threw everything he had behind being a really sucky <laughs> senator behind McConnell. And with McConnell turning 483 and finally stepping down, <laughs> dude, that man, that man's more lonely than a Salvation Army guy in Dearborn, Michigan. And, and just oh, oh, oh. <laughs> one more thing on this before we turn our attention elsewhere. I mean, Mr. McConnell was a real, as the Drudge Report headline put it, bulwark for the MAGA agenda. Why is his stepping down in November an important thing that people should care about? Because the American people are really tired. You have two camps. You have one camp in the United States that's really tired of this massive entitlement spending. The fact that I am basically watching the U.S. currency doomed to collapse because Social Security is is unstoppable. And then the second camp is also tired of the endless foreign spending. Like, why are we giving money to countries that hate us? And Mitch McConnell was for pushing both the Social Security thing as well as the foreign spending into eternity. And Americans are tired of it. And one of the things that Trump is likely to do is 
be the same president that he was last time, mm. which is exactly the kind of policy McConnell despised. Now, I, I don't really have a reason for it. There's a million conspiracies as to why McConnell was awful. But I think the realist likelihood is that the man was more out of touch than a Howlin' Oates song. <laughs> <laughs> Chatting with Tony Kennett here on The Daily Signal. So Todd Rakita, he's kind of doing a victory lap today as the court system has decided that minors, those under the age of 18 in the state of Indiana, cannot have sex-changing surgery, transition therapy, hormones, I should say, uh, pumped into their body from a medical provider, puberty blockers. This is a win for the attorney general in Indiana. The ACLU is melting down. Where are you? Uh, I think this is a really huge win for doctors and for kids because these are experiments. I will remind everyone something very, very simple. We do not know how the endocrine system, that's what manages hormones in your body, works in its entirety. When a woman gets treatment for menopause through hormonal therapy, it increases her risk of cancer by four times. And that's after her glands are already finished growing we have no idea the long-term consequences of what removing a kid's organs putting a kid's organ somewhere else not to mention changing their hormonal structure will do at all and so at the very least it's unethical and irresponsible at the worst the short-term effects we already have is that it doesn't decrease the risk of suicide it doesn't actually improve the mood of the individual and it doesn't help with gender dysphoria thank god this was removed and every day the indiana aclu is crying is a good day for hoosiers <laughs> uh tony kennett here he is the host of the tony kennett cast weeknights at seven o'clock on 93 wybc and that last part you said was important uh, about gender dysphoria because it's a real thing and Absolutely. we're not saying get rid of you know uh, therapies and um counseling for families who are going through this. It's a very real, difficult thing that families go to. But I, I uh, there's a list as long as my leg of uh, people that I've seen that have that have transitioned during their teenage years that go on to regret it. That's the other thing people don't talk about. That's the other kind of uh, flip side of the coin that nobody ever mentions in the media is that there are lots of people that have transitioned when they were kids and uh, come to regret it as adults. You know, guys, I, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I can't think of one person who was diagnosed with anorexia or bulimia who 10 years later said, gee, I'm glad I starved myself. Mm. Right. Seriously, and- I can't think of one. There is no situation in which leaning in, you don't tell the schizophrenic that you can also hear the toaster talking because you do not <laughs> lean into the skid when it comes to mental illness or depression or anxiety and tell someone it's a good thing that is asking for disaster. And listen, if you're somebody that is over the age of 18 and you want to do all the things, if you want to chop stuff off, if you want to pump chemicals into your body, you're an adult, you're 18, this is the United States, knock yourselves out. But if you are considered a minor, if you are considered a child, all the state of Indiana is saying is you have to wait until you are an adult. Absolutely. And again, this is one of the things that a lot of the people on the left are screaming about parents' rights, parents' rights. I don't have the right to neglect my daughter. I don't have the right to physically abuse my daughter. There is never a case in which it is appropriate for me to cause physical or bodily harm to my kids. And just because you think that your motives are right, because you want to, I don't know, encourage your kid to nuke their endocrine system, doesn't 
make that a moral or a legal right. I'm sorry. I don't have the right to give my kid heroin. I'm sorry. Even if I really believe it's a good thing, that does not make it free from the rules of abuse and neglect. Tony, I want to pivot to something that took place at a press conference in Athens, Georgia. So the mayor of Athens goes to the podium and basically blames Donald Trump for being mean to illegal immigrants. That's the reason why this young, beautiful lady was brutally murdered on the campus of Georgia. It wasn't because of Biden's wide open border or the situation at the border. He went up there with a straight face and blamed Donald Trump for being mean to those people. I got to be really careful because I'm on the air here and this isn't like you're just sitting at the barber shop talking with the other guys in there <laughs> of what I would what I would not mind seeing in, in regards to the comments of this mayor. But I, I will say this beyond being one of the more gross comments I have heard. And in 2024, that's saying something. I, I will make this statement. I have been called a lot of mean things. A lot of people have been very mean to me. It has never once driven me to commit the heinous act of murdering some young, unrelated college student in Georgia. Number two, and I think this is the most crucial, Donald Trump's policy was that if you wanted to immigrate into the United States, you had to stay in Mexico until you were cleared to enter the country. This scum entered the country, was caught by Immigration Customs Enforcement, and then was just magically released into the country to do whatever we knew. He was a Venezuelan gang member, like a lot of these guys. We knew that his history was disgusting, and yet he was free to roam because of policies that came directly and specifically from the Biden administration, period. Yeah, and to see the mayor getting flack from people at the press conference like normally you don't see trolling and people booing and hissing and yelling out at a mayor when he's doing a press conference especially after a tragedy even if you don't like the mayor it's very rare to see that level of response this guy was basically booed and heckled off of the podium tony And this isn't the first time that we've seen that in the last couple of weeks. And it does seem that we've reached kind of a breaking point because even in President Biden's press conference, uh, the one at, you know, the very late hour of 8 p.m. at night in which he was supposed to show us all that he was mentally in control. And then the press asked him questions and he, (laughs) you know, just went off weekend at Bernie's style. And what you actually saw was the press, not just, you know, Peter from over at Fox News, but you actually saw multiple members of the press asking, like, are you serious? Like, do you really expect us to believe this? And if the press wants to be relevant at all, this is what every press conference needs to be. Seriously, I'm tired of this weird sitting there quietly and scribbling in your notebook. Let's see some heckling. What do you have coming up on your big program tonight? Well, we're going to break down some of the greatest successes of Mitch McConnell and uh, that's going to be about two and a half minutes of the show. So for the rest of the show, he did fight for a Supreme Court justice. If he did anything, I will say this. Old cocaine Mitch, when it came to trying to push through a Supreme Court justice, he was pretty good. And that's all I've got to say about that. As I've said before, the most often used audio clip on my show is in 2013 when he told Democrats they were going to regret tearing everything down. So we're going to go over that and a few other great things lined up tonight. Cool. 7 o'clock, the Tony Kennett cast right here at 93 WIBC. Tony, have a great show tonight, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys.
This is the Hammer and Nigel Show.